Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. Your host this week, myself, Lee, and... Reed. Whoa. Did the hand motion and everything, which always reads good on a pod. Wait, what's that one? Reed's looking desperately for his pizza here, which was supposed to be here ten minutes ago. Goddamn. Yeah. Confucius uh, says, uh, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza, as the Ninja Turtles taught us. Uh, So here we are. Let's talk about video games. It is February 26th, Wednesday. We are recovering from Monday Night Raw, which was live here in Winnipeg, Manitoba last Monday. If you want to hear all about that, tune in to Sultans of Slam this Friday. Yes, it'll be wild. There'll be so much to talk about. No, not really. But hopefully we'll get to the end of uh, Nier Automata today. No, uh, we, there's no chance. That we won't. <laughs> it's uh, let me tell you something about having every Wednesday to re to re like to, to watch something or read something or to to just basically tear that wound open on Near Automata every week, every Wednesday. I'm like, pick that scab. Oh, baby. We get to talk about that game again. Fuck yeah, uh, which is which is fantastic. Uh, and there's not many games that can make you feel that way. That so many months, years, even after uh, completing them. So a special game to be sure. But first. What have we been playing lately? Read. You're getting um, into trouble, I'm, I'm to understand. Trouble? Am yeah. I? Yeah. Uh, You're so desperate for something to play while you wait here for new yeah, releases. Yeah, so my, my whole shtick right now is I'm waiting for Persona 5 Royal to come out. I've taken some of my holidays just to play. You didn't big, have to admit that on the podcast. Yes, I do. I'm a big Persona guy. Uh, it's, it's I literally have a fucking tattoo of it. Um, wow. Yeah. That proves so, it. My whole thing is I can't play any other JRPGs because if I did by the time I started playing Persona 5 Royal, I wouldn't be in the mood for another right. RPG. And there are no other JRPGs. Yes, there are. What, are you going to play Rune Factory 4? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, Maybe not. I will get married. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just playing random shit. So I picked up Days Gone, which was on oh, sale. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a, that's a video right. game that exists. Uh, you, so, yeah. so that's a game I played... I want to say I put 30 hours into that. I got, I got pretty far into that game in, in spite of itself... Just because it's an open world, kind of turn your brain off yeah. game. You can watch uh, wrestling while you're playing. Yeah, yeah. It's a game you can do other things while you play. But yeah. what, are you, what are your thoughts on Days Gone so far? Was it I, first party? Yeah, Sony game? I feel like if you played any open world game in the last five years, you have played Days Gone. It's yeah. not bringing anything new to the table. It's... It's wild that that game exists in the time it came out, because three years earlier, that would have been the hottest game. Because this is after Horizon and God of War. And this is after Walking Dead and Sons of Anarchy as well. This is after the zombie boom in general. The zombie boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's very, I don't want to say dated, it's perfectly serviceable in all aspects of it. Yes. Whereas the epitome of a six. Yeah, it's not particularly great in anything. So the voice (laughs) act... So, like, the voice acting, the characters, the story, the gameplay, all of it is perfectly yeah. serviceable. There are some strange things that aren't necessarily bad or good, depending on your point of view. The voice direction's very fucking strange. Yeah, all over the place. So, uh, is, I think the actor's name is, like, Sam Wit-something. Wit- Wit- uh, Sam Witwicky. No, it's Sam okay. Witwicky. <laughs> no, 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 It's the guy who played Starkiller in Force Unleashed. Right. And he's also, like, in Frank Darabont's The Mist, etc. Right. Um, yeah. So, Walking Dead connection there with Fred yes. Yeah. So there's very strange voice direction where if you played something like The Witcher 3 or a Batman Arkham game, like they speak in... Self-narration. Yes, they, yeah. it's self-narrated. They speak out loud, but it's done very naturally. Geralt will be like, hmm, you know, scars on the beast, blood trails leads to the west. I yeah. wonder what's there. Geralt will say yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas the main character of Days Gone, Deacon, Deacon St. John. John. <laughs> what a fucking name that is. Um, he speaks like he's always angry and sort of out of breath. So he'll be like, yeah. 
so after you kill like a like a enemy, like not a zombie, just like a gunner, he'll be like, "Yeah, I don't like other people shooting at you, do you?" So he'll son of a bitch. And for some reason, those audio samples always seem like they're cranked up. Yes, it's uh, very. It's like oh, he's whispering. We got to crank it up. So there'll be constantly times when you're driving around on the motorcycle and you'll drive past a nest or whatever. And uh, the game, the like, game oh, senses infestation zone. Gotta clear it out. <laughs> yeah. But the game, the game senses you might be blowing past it, uh, even if you stop. So there'll be tons of times where you're like, "Oh, there's a nest over there," and, and the car- or he'll be like, "And Deacon just have to come back later and burn yeah, these bastards off." It sounds like he's like dying. And you're like, "What yeah. the fuck is?" He's going? just perpetually yeah. fucking like beyond pissed off at yeah. everything. So or or he, you're, you're stealth killing people yeah. and he's like screaming at but the top of his lungs. there are fun things about it. Like it's... Sure there are fun things the, about I it. I would say off the bike and minus the open world aspects it plays very much like Last of Us. So eventually like you upgrade your bike and stuff and the traversal and things... The, the interesting thing that does happen in that game from a survival point of view is you can get stranded without your bike. Your bike can be damaged. There could be a horde of zombies uh, the, between you and your bike that you can't get to. So there there are parts of that game legitimately where you're looking at what you have available to you and trying to survive, yes. which is cool. Yes. Uh, but then at a certain point in the game, you do get enough tools. You do have enough crafting components that even a giant horde of – that was the, what the gimmick of the game was, was the giant uh, wave of even zombies, Even then, right? though, getting rid of a giant horde isn't that easy. But that's what I'm getting into. Like, yeah. There are parts about the game I like. It plays a lot like off the bike and off the open world aspect. It plays a lot like Last of Us. Right. We have few selection of weapons, some silent, some not. I, I'm kind of over the wheel of crafting, which Last of Us had, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn had, yeah, yeah. where it's just like, I got this many twigs, now I can make this many arrows or this many that. Yes. I need to make medicine, so I have to combine. Yes. I don't like that. Yeah, um, but I do like the like the sneaking. You can you can attack people from behind. Yeah. I like silencers on your guns. Yes, the, yeah. the reticles for the guns are very Last of Us-y, whereas yeah. when you aim, you have a wider reticle, and you're kind of swaying. The more you stay still, the smaller it will get after yeah. a few seconds like that so it doesn't promote spraying and praying and hope you hit everything it's, you're not a, you're not a call of duty player while not, the game isn't glitchy it does expect you to do specific things a specific way uh there was one mission where i had to burn a body and i threw a molotov at the body and i'm like cool jumped on my bike and like started riding down the road and realized my objective hadn't clicked no that had, worked for me i hadn't burned the body enough no, so that, I, I went back and threw another that molotov for me uh, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, it, if, like you said, if you played in the open world game, it's the big map full of uh, icons and checkmark things, things to, to do. do. Yeah, uh, the map itself is fine. Like I, like we said, it's the, fine. It's the it's an above average game from a production point of view. A six out of ten. Days Gone is fine, uh, and you can get it uh, for for discount now. It's probably like half price. I think it's only regular price fifty nine ninety nine. So. I think what we're trying to say is there are worse games to play than Days Gone. It's look if it's on sale for ten bucks, twenty bucks, and yeah. you enjoy that kind of game, that Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'll let you bullshit. in on a secret too. That game sold very well. Like, it did? like yeah, oh yeah. There was nothing wrong with with the sales for that game. Also, apparently, I've heard forty five hours ish in. This is like the Final Fantasy thirteen thing all over again. Yeah, just wait till you get to the open world thing. Uh, like thirty hours in. Uh, apparently 45 there is some kind of twist in the story or the story does become more interesting because oh, they good. don't give you any story up front in that game yeah uh, it's it's not there's like, a stilted cutscene and that's about it yeah i'm assuming at some point they're going to go into the origins of the virus or whatever you want to call it but right now it's, which is rote like the the idea that we need to know what caused the zombie outbreak in any zombie related media i'm usually yeah. i'm like i think the reason why so many people enjoy The Last of Us is not because it's a, it's a zombie outbreak, and it's because it's like no, there's different degrees of evolution to them because of the fungi, sure, spores. It's not that <laughs> it's not that it's going to make the game any quote unquote better, uh, but it does make it a lot more uh, digestible, if you will. Sure, yeah, 
Yeah. And then they we have a Resistance Rebel Camp, and it just becomes every other video game. All right. But even Last of Us didn't have that. I love Last of Us. Every time I play Days Gone, I'm like, fuck, I should just play Last of Us. I mean, the second one's coming out. You could reacquaint yourself. I'm very much looking forward to it. I play Last of Us like three times now, I think. Really? Yeah. I played it once through, and I'm like, there you go. All right. I, I'm like if Days Gone is a six, Last of Us is a seven to me. Are you fucking serious? There's nothing special about it other than the writing is good, man. Uh, but you have to put yourself <laughs> in the mind frame of that time, like I think of that time. No, but I think Last of Us. It's not like making good stories in a game is anything new. No, but I think Last of Us was the first game to happen that really opened studios' eyes to be like, we should be crafting. Right, but it's coming stuff. from from Naughty Dog, who already proved they could do that with Uncharted. And yes, like, but proved that like a a narrative. Yes, but Uncharted driven. is very light, very yeah. fun. Whereas so, Last yeah. of Us is very dramatic and uh, right. The, the intro, the intro for Last of Us is like very strong. Yeah, but then, that's why I I think it's I think it's a very important game compared because, to Days Gone. If you compare the yes, two, I, intros. I don't think we'd I don't think we'd have ever gone like God of War twenty eighteen with the Last of Us is what I'm yeah. trying to say. You know what I mean? Fair, yes. fair enough. Yeah. yeah. No, I think Last of Us is very well done, personally. I think it's a solid 9. We don't get God of War 2018 without Cory Balrog ruining his own marriage and his kids not recognizing who he is. That's that's what happens. Uh, Did his marriage get ruined? I, that guy has posted some like somewhat cryptic, not-so-cryptic things about just like, yeah, this this game, like to get this game done the way I wanted it, kind of ruined my life for two years, But so I'm glad you all liked it. No, but uh, I know. So I know what he goes Yeah, but I know what he said in regards yeah. to his son. Like he had well, a, he would because he would he doesn't live where the studio is, right? So yeah. he's gone for months at a time. Uh, well, his kids, like he's got young kids and stuff like that. Yeah, which but is, he seems to be way better off. Which now. is why the content of the game is like weirdly powerful in that yeah. it is a father son thing. Oh. Meanwhile, this guy in real life is man. One time we do need to talk about God of War twenty eighteen. Yes, on absolutely, here because but, it is what I consider a ten out of ten, a masterpiece. Yes, in every sense. see that there, there we will agree. Last of Us, less so. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon Home. It's oh, here bumping. we go. So they haven't fixed any of the the issues with the sorting and whatnot. It's Nintendo. What does people uh, expect? Right, but the the GTS and stuff is bumping now. It, it's working. Sure. Yeah. So that's my upgrade. That's my update on Pokemon Home. Also, it just gives you stuff. So every time you do something in Pokemon Home, it's like here have an Eevee. Here have a Pikachu. And it's like oh okay thanks. I got like uh, fucking sixty. You probably have a million of. I I must have like thirteen Eevees in the Home Alone just from. Home Alone. Yeah, EVs. no, I uh, I have like twenty EVs that all have like at least five IVs. Well, let's right talk now. about the GameCube because that's what I've been playing. Uh, so yeah, continuing. <laughs> some time Splitters two. Yeah, some like. Time Splitters <laughs> two, a little uh, Turok Evolution. Uh, playing playing Animal Crossing for the GameCube. Tortimer the Mayor Reed. He went on vacation. Listen to this. I'm tuning out. I'm, I, you're, you're gonna man, wanna... I'm checking out. <laughs> man, I'm checking out. <laughs> Listen to what this game had me do. So. Uh, Tortimer, who's the mayor, who's a tortoise. He sounds like a Pokemon. He's kind of he's kind of Pokemon. It's like a mix yeah. between a rabbit and a tortoise. So, so he's hanging out, and he's like, "Listen, I'm going on vacation to a tropical island. Uh, I need you to light the lighthouse between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. every day for the next week." And I'm like, "Tortimer, you got a deal." Uh, so sure enough, every day between 6 and 10, you have to log into the game, either myself or my wife or whoever, and has to go physically to the lighthouse in the game, go inside the lighthouse, and click a switch. If you fail to do it at any day, he doesn't give you the gift when he gets back. If you do do it, though... So this included a day where I was working at a convention where we barely got home with enough time left to do it. This includes Monday Night Raw, where we were waiting till 6 o'clock to light the lighthouse before we left. But we did it, man. He brought (laughs) me back some chocolates from the tropical island, and I couldn't be more satisfied with myself. Uh, That game's hilarious. Animal Crossing is like a hilarious... 
Was that like the lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and Robert? Yeah, it's, it's in black and white. You go light the you're lighthouse. Going Willem Dafoe crazy is there. And you're fucking mermaid. Back to formula. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a way better movie. Uh, and then I, uh, I've been playing lots of Pocket Camp, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later with the Animal Crossing Direct, where you can check out. Do we have? To? And then uh, Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> I've been going pretty hard on. I've uh, hard on here. I've uh, completed all the missions up to the to the mine, and I continue my my funeral, which is a force. Newman female character run of that game, uh, you get pretty powerful. Is like if you like min max on magic, basically just a glass cannon running around shooting fireballs at everything, uh, having a lot of good time. And of course, PSO two is coming to North America soon. It is. So I will be have played Animal Crossing and the old P- PSO from twenty years ago in preparation for these new games coming out. That's the thing I like to Could do. Could you imagine that game coming out at the same time? It's like... Uh, they are coming out at the same time. That's the problem. No, it's like the new Animal Crossing coming out, what, the same day as Doom Eternal? It's coming out the same day as Doom Eternal, but there's like a weird camaraderie between those two communities now. I don't know if you've been following this at all. No. Like whenever Doom tweets something, the Animal Crossing community is like, yeah, awesome. And then whenever Animal Crossing tweets something, the Doom Twitter is just and, like, will Isabel be there? <laughs> and the like, the funny thing is, is my girlfriend is... Huge Animal Crossing yeah. fan, so she's gonna be playing Animal Crossing on March twentieth, and I'm gonna be playing Doom. Playing Doom. There's something for everyone. Yeah, so it's she's the... gonna be like picking yeah. carrots, and I'm gonna be fucking punching demons up hey, her ass. Did you ever think we were supposed to be playing Final Fantasy VII remake next week if they didn't delay it? That's weird. That's weird to think about, right? Yes. Yeah, I'd right. play the fuck out of it in a week, though. To be honest. <laughs> All right. Let's talk news. Uh, the Trials of Osiris has long been rumored to bring back to Disney. Dude. Trials, Trials of Osiris. Uh, it'll be coming back with the next season pass, which I will not be buying because I'll be playing. So other unless games you actually play Destiny, I don't know why you'd give a fuck about that. But Trials is, Trials so, is fun. So there's a big criticism. I don't play a lot of Crucible because I'm often playing by myself. But uh, there's a big criticism with Destiny Two where the PvP apparently is not as tight as maybe the first game was from a balancing point of view. So mm-hmm. adding the Trials of Osiris is interesting in that that's the ultimate. The ultimate PvP arena, right? Yeah, so, like, my experience with Trials, I do play a lot of Crucible. Um, there is a bunch of us at my work, our work, I should say, that uh, also used to play a lot of Destiny. So one day at work, the power went out, we still had half a day, and they just sent us home. So three of us, or I should say four of us, sorry, uh, that weren't doing anything the rest of the day were like, let's go on to Destiny, let's play some Trials. And that day was the one and only day we ever went 7-0, and and that's what you need to get to win Trials. Because it was an afternoon and it was just Scrubs playing? Maybe. <laughs> you would think the people that are still playing Destiny during the day are the hardcores, though, the ones that it's, can. Yeah, it would be one or the other. Right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was hard fought. We got their greatest moment in Destiny for us. You beat all the people up late in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, uh, that was good times. All I remember about Trials now is just super sweaty. Super uh, competitive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I play Trials. All right. Let's talk about uh, Kazuhisha Hashimoto, who has passed away. Uh, he is the inventor of the Konami Code. Uh, historically, he was having trouble playing his own game he was working on. He's a producer. Uh, he was playing Gradius for, um, and just was having trouble beating it. So he programmed in this code to give him a bunch of extra lives so that he could get further or beat the game. Uh, and the rest is kind of history from there. Obviously, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, start is the code. And I highly recommend you look up Konami Code on Wikipedia. You will, you may not be aware that the Konami Code has 
appeared in hundreds of games doing a myriad of different things and many of these games are uh, are not even konami games but most notably here if you go to the metal gear series part of the thing uh there's stuff in here i didn't even know about in the in the crying wolf fight if you go to the map and enter the konami code it shows you her position for example uh in snake eater there are multiple uh different uses including when fighting the end if you use the code on the map viewer it shows you exactly where he is which, never mind all the other hacks to beat the end, fucking knowing where he is on the map and sneaking up behind him and killing him is... Uh... Yeah, when I played Snake Eater, I literally just fucking ran, and as soon as I saw him anywhere, I'd throw a flash grenade or something like I that, did, and then I I'd did... shoot him once, and then i just keep... Repeating. I did the trick where I changed my system, system clock, and he just dies. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. about the gimmicks, because I went to Metal Gear Solid Blind, so I didn't know about any of the gimmicks. I was like, alright, I... Like, I, I understand this game wants me to play as a sniper, but I'm just yeah. not going to do that. And it worked out for me. So. Uh, but yeah, this, this Wikipedia article is fucking great. Uh, so look that up. And RIP to him. Uh, thank you for helping us push farther. Because let me tell you something. A lot of those games that this code originates from uh, are fucking difficult, man. Uh, so, there you go. Speaking of uh, uh, dying... Not a good transition. No. Uh, coronavirus <laughs> spooking people out of GDC 2020. PlayStation, uh, Kojima Productions have already pulled out. I believe Facebook has also pulled out. Uh, EA is now limiting its presence at GDC. And the question becomes, do they just cancel or move the GDC convention? Game Developers Conference. Uh, if this many people are dropping out of it, obviously a lot of these companies, uh, you know, they, have, they would have people coming from overseas. They have local, uh, you know... People that would be going as well just to lessen the... I don't know, man. Uh, it it kind of brings into question we've been talking about E3 and the fact that, like, does E3 still need to exist? What's it changing to? What? Why do we need to get all these people together? And then on the flip side of that, you have the coronavirus being like, well, here's another reason why not to do this. Um, so it's kind of up in the air right now. I'm very uh, indifferent to all this. I don't watch E3 or GDC or anything. All I do is I wait till it's done. I watch the trailers that I think are cool, and I kind of just move on with my life. You're not you're not uh, waiting on every on every shooter. Yeah, drop. I'm not waiting on like a 20 minute Todd Howard introduction. And uh, so, like... so GDC is meant to be March 16th through March 20th, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, better safe than sorry, I guess. But after a certain amount of these big guys pull out of this thing, maybe it is safest for everyone if you just fucking yep. pull the plug. Uh, all right. Uh, lots of esports stuff has been moving, too, because a lot of, of course, originates South Korea and whatnot. Uh, yeah. So they're moving a lot of tournaments around. Uh, and it's making a big mess for everybody. So. I can't even imagine what, uh, like, Overwatch is happening. I can't even imagine because people playing Overwatch in 2020. You'd be surprised. It's a big time game. I, I well, they're making a second one. Yeah. So. I, I, I dabbled. I dabbled. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. Not for me. All right. Now, Shadowrun for the Xbox 360 and Windows. Now, there's a, there's a game. What the fuck is... You remember, remember that game? You remember Ninja Blade? Uh, I do remember Ninja Blade. By Not, Which is like the, the knockoff of Gaiden. Um, Shadowrun... Are you familiar with the series Shadowrun? Okay. No. It's like cyberpunk future, but like with high fantasy stuff. So there's like elves and trolls and dwarves and stuff, but okay. it's like the future. It's like Warhammer 40k? Yeah, sure. But more, more and, cyberpunky, Like uh, more just like near future kind of thing. Uh, they made an FPS of it. So you're like running around as like elves and humans and dwarves and stuff, but you're like shooting guns, guns and swords and stuff. It's super goofy. Uh, I like that game. You can check out for a second here while I talk about the Animal Crossing Direct. Happened the morning after we recorded last week. Nintendo dropped 25 minutes 
on us about this new Animal Crossing Spit game. Spit some hot fire. They're spitting the hot fire. They showed us uh, how the early game will go, how the game is more or less structured, uh, how what you can do, how you can customize, what you can expect to see. If you've been worried about spoilers and not watching this, they are very... Uh, very light on spoilers. They don't get into specifics of how long it will take you to play this game to unlock some of these things. They're more or less just telling you, hey, people have been asking if this is in it. It's in it. People have been asking how this works. This is how it works. Uh, And it's fantastic for building hype. And that game is under a month away. I cannot wait. I'm in the uh, Animal Crossing camp more so than the Doom camp. Not because Doom is a bad game. More so that the FPS of Doom makes me sick. Like you get motion sick? I get motion sick. from. I I downloaded it on Game Pass because I'm like, oh, I never beat... Uh, 2016 Doom and like Eternal's coming out and I've heard nothing but good things about it so I'm like let's go back into this I'm it's like, very oh. fast paced very yeah I'm like oh this is why I quit like I have no problem playing it yeah. uh, this, the you speed recognize the... it as a good game it's a fantastic game and I've gotten pretty far in it but for whatever reason when I started playing it the other day I'm like no 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 I get mad motion sick from this Yeah. Uh, if there was a way to lock the frame rate down to something lower that's not like the Hobbit movies uh, maybe I'd be able to play it like but. you want to lower frames per second that's what's making me sick for sure oh. it's the it's the spinning around because that's not a game like Destiny is more of a methodical FPS uh, you see what's coming at you you decide how you're going to deal with it and you kind of traverse Doom it's just like I'm going to yeah fucking Doom you're you're quickly looking at your, your ammo reserves your health what you need you decide what kind of kill you're going to do on an, uh, an enemy and then you're constantly fl- you're spinning around I disagree. Uh, I have a gun in my hands. I point it somewhere and, and fire I shoot. It. Yeah. Yes. Well, on higher difficulties, I guess, <laughs> uh, and especially in Eternal, uh, the game isn't is going to force you to approach battles and situations. Uh, but it's all it's all frantically paced. So, yeah. looking forward to Doom Eternal. Looking forward to Animal Crossing. Uh, looking forward to the new Xbox. No. Okay. Uh, Phil Spencer released a fact of sorts on February 24th uh, called What You Can Expect from the Next Generation of Gaming. Uh, In this, he details some of the uh, stats of the Xbox Series X uh, and kind of confirms some things that have been rumored or out there, not uh, 100% confirmed. This thing will have 12 teraflops. Read Variable rate shading, hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, quick resume for multiple games, and smart delivery. Let me dig into what those fi- couple things mean. What is a teraflop? What is a teraflop is a measure of... Uh, Memory, obviously, but yes. how much more... What is how the, many terabytes is a teraflop? Let's see what the definition of a teraflop is. Specifically, a teraflop refers to the co- uh, compatibility of a processor to calculate one trillion floating point operations per second. Saying something has this six is a, teflops, this is for an, example, means that the processor setup is capable of handling six trillion floating point... This isn't answering what I... How many gigs are in a ter- teraflop? It would be 1,000. Yeah. One zettabyte is equal to a thousand exabytes, a billion terabytes, or a trillion gigabytes. What, what the fuck is the terabyte? No, this is meaningless to us. This is, this is spec shit. That is, it's like saying, hey, so terif- hey, you like 4K? We're going to 8K, baby. Okay, it's meaningless. so teraflop is not a, a measurement of memory. Then. Let's see what their definition is. Xbox Series X is the most powerful console ever powered by our custom-designed processor leveraging AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architectures, delivering four times the processing power uh, of an Xbox One and enabling developers to leverage 12 teraflops of GPU graphics processing unit performance, twice that of the Xbox One X, and uh, more than eight times the original Xbox One. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Let's just talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you've been following ray tracing and, no. and, and all that kind of shit. Uh, so that's I don't care about Gears of War. I don't care about Halo. So yeah, support for the 120 Xbox is, F- out, is out for me, dog. Uh, 
Uh, four generations of gaming, they will be compatible with all currently compatible Xbox and 360 games. So not the whole library, but what is currently compatible, yeah. plus all Xbox One games, which is really nice. Well, PS5 is also going to be backwards compatible, they said. So. With at least PS4, yeah. yeah. Uh, smart delivery. So this is this is interesting, and this is something they've been talking about for Halo Infinite, is if I buy the game, I buy it once. So if I have an Xbox One and I buy Halo Infinite and later get this Xbox, the Xbox will download an update or play the most... Be- the most best version of the game. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be standard for first party games. Third parties are opt in. So Cyberpunk has already announced that they will be smart delivery. So if you buy Xbox One Cyberpunk, because it'll be out before this console is out. Yeah. If you buy the new Xbox, you will be automatically upgraded to the Xbox Series well, X version. I think that's a given if it's backwards compatible. I, I, I guess it's, it's not. <laughs> Think about it. You just said it's not backwards. So let's say a new Assassin's Creed comes out in September. The yeah. new Viking, the Viking experience Assassin's Creed, as it were. Okay. You buy it on PS4 yeah. for seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah. You buy a PS5. Yeah. You why have to buy I, the game again. Why would I just not re-download it through my account? So you can, but it's the PS4 version. So it won't look as good. It won't run as good. Is the idea? Oh, so, yeah. oh, so Xbox One's give, giving you an upgrade. It's giving you the the best version of the game. Oh, okay, yeah. no, I get that now. Okay. So in the previous generation, from PS3 to PS4, you pop the the PS3 disc in the PS4, and then paid ten dollars, and they gave you a download of the new version. Oh, okay. So there's precedent for this, yeah. uh, and that's Ubisoft alone. But uh, Cyberpunk said they're doing it. But you could see. Okay, so, like, where's the line for this? So, like, you have Skyrim on the Xbox One, let's say. I have Skyrim on a lot. You got Skyrim on everything. On your toaster, (laughs) on your washing machine. Uh, So, you pop in Skyrim Xbox One into the Xbox Series X, where they have probably, inevitably, re-released Skyrim. Yes. Will Bethesda give you the upgrade to the Legendary (laughs) Edition for free? (laughs) Well, that's what I'm talking about here. So, you're like, well, that seems like a given. I'm like, no, it does not. You mean the guys Uh, that made Fallout 76 giving you things for free? Do you think they're going to... Do you think Fallout 76 gets re-released on the Xbox Series X? No. Um, I think if Bethesda didn't have Doom, they'd be out of any goodwill at this point. But Doom still exists. So. Yeah, Bethesda's kind of down. Yeah, I you know, like, Xbox people, some people have them, I guess. There's all people have Xboxes. I got Xboxes. The reason I have an Xbox is Game Pass. And uh, guess what? The new Xbox has Game Pass. I, thought, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, so, yeah. No details on the price of this thing. No details on the date it will be out. But they are starting to confirm this kind of stuff. Uh, PlayStation, Sony, they are the console leader right now. They have no reason to announce anything before well, Xbox you, does. You take a look at the first party titles that are exclusive to systems. For Xbox, you have Gears of War. Halo's on PC now. You get the shit. Right. A lot of, well, all the Xbox exclusives are on PC Yeah, now. so that's yeah. hardly could be called exclusives anymore. PS4 is gone. Right. Last of Us, Horizon, they have, God of War, they Nier have console Auto- exclusive. Yeah, Near Automata, Days Gone. <laughs> Near Automata's on Xbox One. Is it? Digital only. Yeah. Oh, digital yeah. only. I was the Become say, As I've Gods never, edition. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen a physical copy of Near Automata on Xbox One. Because it doesn't exist. But it's it's proof that if you churn out good first party titles, people will buy your console to play. Right. Spider Man. Well, the thing about Sony is if you look at their last couple years, it hasn't been gangbusters for first party titles outside of God of War and, say, Spider Man. Stuff Horizon. like Days, Days Gone, Horizon, like to- towing the line. Uh, Horizon got cannibalized by Zelda. That's all that happened to Horizon. Uh, that game was way better than I think it got credit for. Horizon? Just based on the yeah, just Horizon based on the fact that like excellent. a couple weeks after that game came out, Breath of the Wild came out and blew yeah. everyone's mind. I, I understand that, but I platinum Horizon myself, and I thought it was an excellent video game. The story surprised me the most out of anything in that game. I was not expecting myself to be that interested. 
there's a lot of games do the whole Mass Effect codec thing where you listen to audio recordings or you find pieces of paper that give you expanded story to the universe. Horizon is the only game I've ever played where I gave a shit about those. And what about Control? Them. I haven't played a lot of Control okay. yet. But Control's got those. And they're completely optional, but they add a lot yeah. uh, to the to the umbils. Yeah. Horizon game. did a lot to make you want to be interested in, though. Like, not only did they give you the text, they also give you so, audio recordings. So that's... It's Gorilla who did uh, Killzone. Killzone had a lot of that, too. A lot of world building. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they are a larger studio. Brian doing... Cox yelling at you in the beginning. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, it's what you want. Uh, but yeah, they do a lot of world be- building, especially when you consider that Horizon's probably getting a sequel and... They're going to want to Good. expand it. I'm, I'm excited yeah. for that. That game kind of has a cliffhanger ending, from my understanding. Not really. So, yeah. no. no? Okay. No. Well, good. Maybe they don't have to do another one. Bring Killzone back. No, it's don't more of that. a like optimistic ending. Killzone went away, and no... I haven't heard one person being like, oh, man. I want Killzone. I want Kill- well, they did Shadowfall. The first person market is so saturated that yeah. you have to have a unique... You can't just be a first person shooter anymore. You have to have a gimmick. Right. Killzone's gimmick was always... Killzone's gimmick is I'm a first person. It's a Halo killer. It was the gimmick. (laughs) Um, All right. It's time to get sad. Part part three of our Nier Automata discussion. Nier Automata. Where we're only on route fucking B. (laughs) Yes, but it's all downhill from here. In terms of sanity of the main character. Yes, not in terms uh, of quality. In fact, no. I would say it goes up from It here. ramps up. Yeah. So uh, last week we discussed the end of the game. The first ending of the game. Route A. Uh, in which uh, 2B is able to uh, defeat Eve. Uh, 9S has become infected. He's gone back to the bunker. He shows up just in time to save her. Uh, but as he is dying... Wait, you got that in the wrong order. Uh-huh. He returns from the bunker to... He's So 2B is fighting Eve. 9S was in the bunker. Yeah, he re- No, but you said he got infected before he went back down to Earth, which he didn't. He got okay. infected Sorry. after fighting Eve. Right. Yes. Yeah. So then after they defeated Eve, 9S was dying, said, I cannot upload my data because I'm infected. Yeah. 2B, you must kill me. He transfers yeah. his consciousness into nearby machines. Yeah, but this is... But we're skipping an important part. This is yeah. the first time we see their blindfolds come off. That's right. Um... 2B is crying, says it always ends this way, and this is going to have much more context later. Yes. 9S is also carrying information that you are not privy to at this point that you learn about in Route B, which is where we are headed next. Yes. So, in Route B, you are playing the game again, only you are playing you as You should say 9S. that you were playing Route A again, except now in the right. perspective of 9S. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, you switch perspectives. The game mostly plays the same. The major differences are, as we mentioned, I think, before, is that 9S only has one primary weapon and then his hacking ability. Yeah. Uh, the hacking ability opens up a bullet hell-esque minigame that you can use to do a lot of damage to enemies, if not just kill them outright. Yes. And it uh, also gives a lot of context and story bits when you're fighting boss enemies, which is really neat. Absolutely. So, during the boss fights, you are hacking the bosses and doing, like, little bullet hell minigames there, too. And then, as you do this, you're unlocking memories and things pertaining to the machines you're fighting. Yeah. Uh, this includes the Goliath at the beginning of the game. This includes uh, the Opera House boss. Uh, at the amusement park. Yes. And what's rel- what's what's interesting about this is that 9S isn't sharing this information with 2B. No. Uh, 9S is very curious. He's learning all these things and he's kind of keeping them to himself. And based on your playthrough as 2B, the whole time he is denying it outright out loud. Orally, yes, 9S is constantly saying they're machines. None of this means anything. Yes, but once you get into Route B, you almost begin to understand that 9S is saying this out loud, not yes. just to convince 2B, but almost to convince himself. Yes. Yes, which yes. is fucking great. And there's a lot of, uh, I don't know where exactly the scene happens, but there's like scenes where 9S is hanging out and he's watching machines basically live. 
He's seeing, uh, there's the bucket part, which I, is it? The, the beginning very of, beginning of Rogue, Rogue B, B. you have a very quick opening where you play yeah. as a little robot who is trying to get oil to save his brother. Yeah. Um, what's great about this opening, and I actually can't believe we forgot about there for a minute. I didn't is that, about it. I just mentioned it. Yeah. This shows <laughs> that um, the machines, it's like when you're playing Route A, you, you kind of get the impression that the machines are only now becoming disconnected right. from the network yeah. after you've already made contact on Earth with the Resistance camp, and it progresses from there. Right. But this shows that this has been happening now for a little bit yes. at least. This isn't just happening now. And that 9S still has his... He's still towing the line in terms of his hatred of the machines and his primary directive while being curious. And the whole first part of the game, he's constantly telling to be... Uh, that all of this is meaningless when you realize he's been... He's privy to things that 2B isn't. Yes. Uh, so anyways, uh, the the vital moment of Route B is after the EMP goes off during that boss fight. Yeah, where two uh, characters get separated. And yes. And 2B uh, meets up with Pascal to go into the religious cult. So 9S is syncing his data... To the bunker. To the bunker. So he goes back to the bunker, essentially, in his yes. body. And he is conversing with his own pod, which are the little robots that follow you around and can shoot big lasers. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, he notices there's a data sync issue, and he dives in deeper. And you are physically doing this. You yes. are, like, You're basically, in a weird He's space. in his own yeah. kind of consciousness network, which he's, since he's connected to the bunker, he's connected to the overall data yes. bank. Uh, so he finds some classified files, and the pod alerts him that he should fuck off and not go into those files. But as we all... Being he's, a curious little he's boy. He's a curious fucker. Right uh, he does it anyways. Uh, he immediately learns that the server on the moon has no human data whatsoever. Uh, no one is alive. No, yeah, well, yeah. We should specify it's not that there's no human data. It's full of human data. He doesn't know that yet. What's that? The commander tells him that. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, yes. So, 9S is summoned by the commander shortly after this. Uh, he's back on the bunker, obviously. He's always um, been on the bunker at this point. Yes. But he's, he's at the back, bunker during this. He's physically yeah. back now. Uh, so the commander just kind of lays it bare, man. Uh, she's just like, yeah, um, the humans are made up by Yorha uh, because the, the Yorha have the responsibility to fight for the humans. But they've been dead for a very long time. Uh, uh, well, I think we're kind of glancing over it. What she's trying to say essentially is, yes, the humans are gone. The aliens are gone. But androids still need a purpose. They still need something right. to do. So that's so, why Project Yorha was created, to give the impression that there's still something to fight for. Right. Uh, and then to further drive this home, because as, as if you haven't listened to the previous parts, uh, we're to understand that the humans have created the androids to fight the machines that were created by the aliens. Yes. Uh, we learn here that the humans were long dead before the aliens even arrived. And Route A, we learned that the aliens are have been dead for a long time as well. As well. Yeah. Uh, so the machines who became smarter than the aliens that built them are now fighting the androids who are fighting a war that for humans that haven't existed for hundreds yeah, of not thousands of years. That aren't there anymore. Yeah, yes. So both these sides are fighting over literally nothing. Yes. Uh, um, this is a huge revelation, of course, because it renders everything you have done and will be doing to a sense meaningless, completely yes. meaningless. And this goes into the greater theme of the game yeah. later, but... So the commander tells 9S that while there are no humans on the moon, the servers there still contain information vital to the human genome. Yes. Uh, that basically any traces of mankind are in a computer on the moon. Yes, is basically what you learn. Uh, but there are no physical humans there. There never were. Uh, si basically, since this, since this war as we know it has been going on, the sides that apparently are being fought for have not existed. Yes. Um, so... 
this will have huge. This obviously already has huge implications, but it means so much more later because nine S. You figure, you know, learning that your whole fucking existence, existence is essentially <laughs> meaningless. Yeah. You would go crazy, but he doesn't lose anything quite yet. No. But I think a big reason that is because of 2B. I think, obviously, his obvious infatuation with her is what's keeping him going. He has right. someone he cares about, so he's going to keep going. That's right. Uh, and then the commander has a line, something along the lines of, like, God's worth fighting for, or, like, something to believe in, or, like... Yeah. Uh, that, that's what all this ever was. Uh, and then tells 9S, basically, he needs to decide what he wants to do. Uh, this is when 9S shows back up during the E fight. Uh, 9S does not... Uh, tell this information to 2B. No. Uh, and then he dies. <laughs> uh, transfers well, he, his consciousness into he the machines. Yes, he, uh, as we'll get into Route C, he yeah. doesn't die after he transfers his consciousness to the machine and basically says, haha, I'm alive actually. He At that point, he just uploads the data from the machine to the bunker from there That's and right. gets a new body. But this does also have a big twist in this part too, but we don't get the full information for that till later. Right. So this is the second ending of Route B. Now it's time for Route C. And Route uh, C is one of the best parts of any video game I've ever so, played. It's, so we are not, in fact, replaying the game as a different character. No. Uh, Adam and Eve are dead, and the network is weaker than it's ever been. So the Yorha are going to launch a huge attack on the machines uh, to hopefully wipe them out uh, for good. When they hit the ground, they are all infected with a logic virus, uh, save 2B and 9S, who are able to barely escape. Uh, they make it back to the bunker. Wait, you're skipping. Uh, like, again, you're... you're doing a really quick summary here where we gotta die a little well, bit. I don't know what else there is to really mention Well, the here. logic virus is very similar to what 9S was getting earlier yes. when their fight against Eve. I, I thought it was implied it was yes, the same it virus. Could, yeah. It could be uh, said that the reason why they those two didn't get infected was because of their exposure to Adam and Eve. Maybe they built up some sort of resistance sure. to it. But this logic virus turned all the other Yorha, Yorha units they landed with uh, a berserk. Yes. So their eyes glow red, which essentially it's a very easy way of saying very angry. Essentially, yes. And they start just killing. Well, each in other. in name the logic virus, uh, it basically you you lose your mind. You just start attacking. Yes. Yeah, so right. they run away and they yeah. have to basically upload their data back to the bunker to get back up there, which they do. Yes. Uh, when they get there and they uh, confront the commander and her guards, it turns out this logic virus has found its way back into the bunker as well. So, uh oh. Uh, they barely escape. 2B and 9S are separated uh, during their escape, being shot at by infected Yorha units. Uh, 2B lands, crash lands. She has been infected by the logic virus as well. During this part of the game, uh, you are fighting your way through basically hordes of Yorha units and machines. Uh, 2B is quick, like has like a percentage meter. As it goes down, she loses uh, control of her body, her you're ability to fight. Your, you're seeing yeah. your screen disorient. You're yeah. getting scratching some... Near, near the end of this, it's the game's almost unplayable uh, as to be... It literally um, limping towards this bridge trying to get to uh, the mall that leads to the Forest Kingdom. That's right. right. Um, as she limps through the city, uh, she comes across A2 who saves her from a Yorha attack. Uh, they face off. Uh, 2B uploads her memories into her sword... Uh, and tasks A2 with carrying out her mission uh, before more or less accepting that A2 needs to kill her at this point. Yeah. Uh, she is so infected. There's there's no saving her. Uh, well, our boy 9S is... Uh, so he's trying to catch up to her. Yeah. Um, his, under- his, his pod tells her where he yeah, picks so up on her. He's yeah. running after her. Unfortunately, 9S arrives at the worst time. So yes. he's there just late enough so he doesn't see 2B being infected and no. uploading her memories to her sword. He's only there just in time to see 
uh, A2 do murder what, to be, yeah, yeah do what she was asked and stab to be and kill yeah. her uh, uh, and 9S like you get like three seconds of grieving before it turns to just complete blind rage yeah imagine you have to put yourself in the in the shoes of 9S at this point though now you know there's no humans left now right. you know there's no aliens the left. only thing he had to fight for was 2B was 2B and, and he just gone. <laughs> yeah there's nothing left for 9S right. there's no well there's there is something left for 9S but there's revenge fucking now. revenge yeah there's yeah. revenge now and that's it uh, so he vows revenge on A2 before anything more can happen a tower rises from the ground separating multiple the two. towers yes uh, one large tower and many small uh, satellite towers yeah. let's say uh, so at this point in the game, you switch between A2 and 9S with the pods exchanging data at certain points. Yeah, so you have the option uh, at different points to play who as you want to. Yes. A2, uh, is, let's talk about gameplay for a minute. Yeah. So A2 plays a lot like 2B. You have two primary weapons, no hacking, so you're a very combat-oriented uh, player. Yes. Uh, she has different gimmicks, and one's called Berserk Mode, where you're essentially losing health per second but you get increased attack power. And with my setup, because I gained health from attacking, uh, just berserk mode all the time, because I was replenishing it. Yes, yeah. but there's a gameplay made for it, because one of the first things you do as A2 is you're in the desert, and you have to fight this really long, large centipede thing. Yeah. Um, and using berserk mode isn't really ideal there. So what I think the game at that point is trying to tell you is you could sacrifice yourself just to get a little bit closer to your goal, but... It's not really worth it. Oh. <laughs> that's, I think that's near automata. It's not really worth it. Should just be the tagline. Yeah, it's of the not game. really worth Should it. Be the tagline of the game. Um, so you don't find yourself using berserk mode a lot because you don't really need to. But it shows yeah. a lot for what kind of unit A two is, which is very combat oriented. You can tell she's there to mass destroy machines. Yes, uh, and you learn later. You learn about her origins later, and and what she is. Yeah. Uh, Whereas you could say two B is more of a scout unit. Uh, well, 9S is literally the scout, unit, the recon unit, and then yeah. 2B serves her purpose. Um, that we'll get to later. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, so the players uh, choose uh, who they want to play as first. Uh, at this point, because you've been playing as 9S for the last few hours, chances are you're going to choose A2 yeah, first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's go with that. Uh, A2 fights her way to Pascal's village, which is being attacked by machines. Because she is obligated under uh, 2B's yes. wishes, so she does have to, I shouldn't say has to, but she feels the need to check up on Pascal. 2B doesn't have a lot else going on except yeah. for killing all the machines she comes across, so she's like, yeah, why not? Uh, so and A2 shares in that. Sorry, that's what I meant. A2 is yes. that. Uh, so A2 comes across uh, Pascal's village. It's being attacked by the machine. Pascal, Pascal has hid all the children from the village in a nearby factory. This factory keeps coming back up. It's the same factory. Because the village from... is being under attack That's by right. uh, berserked machines that have obviously are still connected to the network. Yes. Uh, so, a, a Goliath attacks them. Uh, they are able to defeat together. Pascal gets like a sweet like combat rig here, even though Pascal is just like a fucking junk yeah, robot. Yeah, she gets her own Goliath, uh, essentially, from yeah. the beginning of the game. So you get to control that for a very short period of time, yeah. which is pretty neat. Punching robots and yeah. shit. Uh, so, f- fuck Reed, all this well. They killed this Goliath, the machine threat is over, let's well, go back in. temporarily. Yeah, let, it's temporarily subsided, A2 and Pascal uh, go back to find the children have committed suicide. You said that very <laughs> weird, such a dark moment. Yes, it's, uh, Pascal's revealed that in her attempts to teach her children, like, safety, I guess. It's literally, in her own words, to teach them emotion. To teach them emotion. Yes. Like, you can't... 
you won't hide from something unless you fear it, right? right? So she taught these children about fear as they became disconnected from the network. But because of that, they were so afraid of dying to well, this Goliath. Yes. So the, the, the yeah. So the 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 logic here is that I've taught you emotion. You're disconnected from the network uh, when you, you have only your own life. Yes. Right. Uh, and in teaching them emotion and fear, when they thought this Goliath was going to tear them apart, uh, and it's they show all the kids like stabbing themselves on swords, and, and like they're all fucked up. Uh, Pascal just loses it, obviously. And Pas- Pascal uh, asks A two, please kill me, or at least erase my memory. Right. So and you can do three things: you can agree to killing her, agree to erasing her memory, or you can just leave. You can just do nothing. Yeah. And that would be the most human thing. Is these robots all want to become more like humans, even the androids, arguably. Yeah. The most human thing would be you can't forget and you can't just die. You have to accept what happened and move yeah. on from it. So this and that's, is... that's evolving into a true human at that point. So I want to talk more about that, but I'm going to break the story bits here just to talk about something we haven't really touched on, which is all the side quests in the game. Yeah. Uh, now all the side quests seem... They're they're very separated from the tone, some of them, uh, of the main story that's going on. There are a lot of them, and a lot of them have to do with these same themes of even before the big reveals and twists of the game of your existence and what it what it means to be an android or a robot. Uh, one such quest that always comes to mind is the, uh, hey, uh, I need to repair my leg. Okay. Uh, so you go get the, the materials and you bring them back, and you're like, the person's just like divulges the information that... Uh, I have replaced every part of my body except for this leg, and it sucks. But if I ever replace that leg, what am I? I'm not myself anymore. I've become a completely different being um, and and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, quests that... The that, giant Goliath that you get the memory for. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, I don't remember what I was like before. I'd really like to. Yeah. So you give him, you get him his memories in one form or another. And he's just like, yeah, I didn't used to be like this. I used to be, like, a small machine. I was happy. Yeah. Then one day they needed, like, heavier firepower, and they kept doing things to me, and I wasn't myself anymore. I became yeah. this. It's such a heavy moment for such a seemingly easy side quest. And, and that's all the side quests in the game, though. There's none of them that leave it's you with everybody yeah. questioning what exactly makes you, you. Yes. And then as you learn the big revelations of the game, and you realize that everything... That you come across in this game is just existing, in, in perpetually existing, really for no reason. Uh, They're trying to find a reason for their existence yes. and what defines you, I guess. In yep. A way. And you know, then obviously we aren't touching on the huge uh, philosophical implications of this game yeah. that. Uh, without masters, like these two sides are driven to a, an eternal war over n- literally nothing. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so. At this point in the game, yes, three options. You can walk away, you can kill Pascal, you can delete Pascal's memories. What did you do? I walked away. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I deleted Pascal's memories. No, I, I didn't feel that that's the right thing. I, no. Pascal kept talking the entire game about how we're not like the other machines. We're trying to become something more. We're right. trying to live this certain life. You're never you're doomed to repeat the same mistakes unless you accept what you did and move on from it. Right. So you you might very well be right. From my point of view in the mission, uh, it was pa- Pascal will always, in a cyclical sense, Pascal will always do this. Pascal will always find these robots and disconnect them from the network and teach them these things. If I kill Pascal, that never has a chance of happening again. If I walk away and I leave it in Pascal's hands, 
who knows what happens to Pascal at that point, right? No, but that's her yeah. choice. That's, so, I mean, his right. choice, sorry. So I'm, I'm making the choice for Pascal saying you get a redo. Uh, like but like everyone the, in the game yeah, does, right? but that's right? not the human thing at no, that point. No, but yeah. I'm not a human. I'm a fucking killer android in this game. Yes, so. but everything wants to be human. Uh, Pascal truly wants to be. And like then you look at it from the, the narrative point of view of A2, who was killing machine babies herself not a yeah. few hours ago. Uh, and is now left with this left, left with this this situation. Uh, and A two is not necessarily remorseful. She's not shedding a tear for these dead baby machines. But she's definitely realizing this. She's new, come around. She's, yeah, there's something else going on here. Yes, something more than I initially thought. Uh, and it it definitely opens up the character of A two as not a one note character. Now she's she is also curious in her own right yeah. about her own existence. Even as she is not like like you said from the beginning of the game, all we know about her is she's dangerous. We don't know her true origins. We don't know why she exists, and we don't know a lot of things at this point. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna cut it there. Uh, when we bring it up next time, we're gonna go through nine S's part of Root C. Oh, uh, the good shit. <laughs> uh, and then we are going to uh, hopefully maybe wrap it up next week with uh, the the two endings and then the final true ending yes. of the game. Uh, yeah, man, we gotta get the next game. We do. Can it be something like fun? Like something happy, <laughs> like just like man, that was cool. Yeah, video games, high fives. Not this game where it's just like, what does it all mean? What is, <laughs> what? What is life? <laughs> Fuck. We, we will have to talk about which game we want to do next. But Nier Automata Part Four is going to be epic. It's the culmination of everything. There's a lot to go into. I dare I say we need probably a full half hour for it. Sure, just for you, Reed. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to be Public Beta Podcast this week. Thank you for listening. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, we'll talk to you again next week.